podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course, spoil the endings all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do The Last Five Years by Jason Robert Brown, which premiered at Chicago's Northlight Theatre in 2001. Why is it called that? The Last Five Years is a contemporary song cycle musical that ingeniously chronicles the five-year life of a marriage from meeting to breakup, or from breakup to meeting, depending on how you look at it. This show is presented in forward time, as we follow the story of their relationship from Jamie's perspective, starting with their first meeting and following through with their wedding and ultimate breakup. At the same time, Kathy relates the story in reverse, starting with their breakup and moving backwards in time until their first meeting at the end of the show. Made up of mostly solo tunes, it's really only in the middle of the show that Jamie and Kathy come together as Jamie proposes and the two are wed. Alright, what is it all about? Kathy and Jamie's relationship has lasted five years. As the story begins, Kathy is at the beginning of the relationship and Jamie is at the end. With intercutting scenes, we watch Jamie move forward in time as Kathy moves backwards. Kathy has just found a note from her husband, Jamie, signifying the end of their marriage. While she still struggles with their breakup, she feels that he has easily moved on without her. Five years prior, Jamie has just met Kathy. He is soaring from the high of it. He recounts his past relationships, feeling as if he's been waiting for her all his life. Kathy, still moving backwards, is hopeful for the healing of their marriage. Jamie has come to meet her in Ohio, where she has been working as a performer. She believes he will still see her show, and they'll be able to spend time together. Though it's her birthday, she's let down when he has to leave earlier than expected for a party back home. After their first date, Jamie has made a phone call to a potential literary agent, a contact made through his college professor. Unbelievably, the agent seems interested in his work. He is 23 years old. Soon his career begins to soar and Jamie decides he wants to move in with Kathy. His life is moving at top speed, but no matter, he is living the way he wants to. Catherine's career is struggling and she has been turned down by a theatrical agent. As she waits patiently during a book signing of Jamie's, someone asks her what it's like to be married to a famous author. She expresses how she rides out his manic writing spells where he completely shuts her out emotionally and then suddenly lets her back in. It's their second Christmas together and Jamie reads a story he wrote for her. It's intended to inspire her to go out and pursue her dreams of becoming an actress. He tells her to quit her day job and go and be happy. He also tells her how lucky he is to be in love with her. Kathy has obtained a summer job back in Ohio. The situation is less than desirable, but she's tried to make the most of it. Meanwhile, Jamie is back in New York. His latest book is a bestseller. Kathy writes a letter to Jamie as she anxiously awaits his visit. Jamie is alone, preparing himself to propose to Kathy. She appears in her wedding dress and meets him at the altar. Physically together for the first time during the show, they exchange vows and promises of undying love. Jamie, now married, begins to feel the temptation and attraction of other women he meets at parties. His success has made him the centre of attention, and though he feels the pull, he loves Kathy and believes his marriage will remain strong. He calls Kathy, who is out of town working, and promises to meet her as soon as he can escape the publisher. 
Kathy has just auditioned and been given another job. Kathy shares with her father the stress and difficulty of daily auditioning and daily rejection. At another audition, she flounders as a million different things about her life with Jamie race through her head. She is determined, however, to have her own career and not live in the shadow of her now famous husband. Jamie is doing a reading at a bookstore. The passage he reads is a metaphor for Kathy's drive and the feeling of his isolation from her. Jamie is in the middle of a fight with Kathy. He has just had a book published and wants her to go to the party the publisher is throwing for him. She refuses. He doesn't feel supported by her and does not understand why she is angry. Kathy is driving Jamie to meet her parents. She's happy and excited and talks about her disappointments of the past in contrast to her bright future with him. Jamie wakes up beside another woman. He knows he must go and see Kathy in Ohio. Fighting panic and the feeling of inevitability, he admits to the other woman that he has fallen in love with her. Kathy floats on air at the end of the first date with Jamie. They have shared their first kiss and she wants the magical moment to last forever. She bids him goodbye until tomorrow. At the same time, Jamie ends their relationship. He simply bids her goodbye. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. The script of this episode was written with the help of the guide to musicaltheatre.com, shows the last five years. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scripties. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scripties episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Halebury for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Listening.